Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Good afternoon, Zen friends. I only say afternoon because I've been releasing these sometimes a little bit later, so I'm just going with what I know. (laughs) Welcome back. This is Social Ketchup. We're so excited to be here. We have a lot to cover today. Once again, I'm Brittany Swan. I'm Shannon Kessler, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in with us. We love having you here each week, and hopefully you're going to leave today's episode with something you didn't know, and maybe that's why you're here, to learn something (laughs) new in the tabloids that you just didn't have time to check out yourself. Honestly, we're doing the work for you. Yeah. Putting in the work for you. For you, friend. And I love that you're here. <laughs> so um, real quick before we get started, I think this is really funny. And if you've been with us for a little bit, you know that on, offline, I catch Shannon up and I call it the Meisner newsletter. Meisner is, a, is the name of the country club that I live in. And um, the age discrepancy in Meisner is pretty vast. And, um, and so I'm more on the younger age. Okay. Um, but yesterday was a very first and so I, in this community there, we have a, a security like gate and I have violations on security almost daily, whether my garage door is not down, I've got garbage in my yard. There's too many delivery trucks coming, delivery. And coming from your house. There's um, lots of rules Brittany likes to break in the, in this community. The, tra- the trash, the deliveries and the garage door. And, um, and most recently, um, you know, my, we had Legos in the middle of the street. I don't know. Like it was like literally in the middle, the middle of the street, not on the sidewalk, literally. So I was like, got it. I I will take care of all of that. Well, I no longer think that I should be a security threat because yesterday there was a person driving their sedan type Mercedes on the effing golf cart path. Wait, what? Yes. I can't share this picture because of privacy, but I'm only telling you. So here's the road. So we're just, if people watching this video, I might have to release the video. So there's a road that both, you know, it's a two lane road. Okay. And then there's on one side, there's only one walking slash golf cart path. Okay? Okay. The car is driving on that path. Okay. Can you explain to me how said car got on said path? Was this a choice that this person made? Was there somebody they're trying to get around? Are they trying to get to the 18th hole faster than, you know, there is no traffic. I want to know more. I don't know. I, 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 I might black out the, the license plate just to see, but like, I am obsessed with this story. I got this text message last night being like, you think you're a security threat. And this person is literally driving on the sidewalk. I was like, one, maybe they just don't know what's going on because that's, I've seen that a lot in this community Two, They just don't give a fuck. It's, it's either, or it's either, or if they've just given up all hope and they're like, I don't care, I'm going to take out all the begonias. And that's what I think that's what they want to do. Okay. Well, uh, please keep us updated on this story because I think we're all going to have a lot of questions right now, and I'm going to need more answers. It's definitely evolving. It's an, it's an evolving story, <laughs> but you never know what goes on around here. I swear to God. I'm like, what just happened? What I mean, I mean, if I were this person, I would definitely play like, wow, I had a senior moment dementia card because believe me, 
that's the only card you can play at this time. <laughs> <There's> no- <laughs> Listen, if you had a few too many Chardonnays, they hit extra dry. I get it. Listen, I get it. That country club pour is, you know, it gets you. <laughs> it's gotten all of us. <laughs> I get it. We all get bit, you know, like it's, and I, I feel like the country club bartenders are heroes and you know, all, not all heroes wear capes. And I feel like that sometimes they just try to keep that, that spirit alive. And, and maybe they just pick their favorites, you know, they're like, she's, she's had a day. She's been through some things. She's had a day. She's had a day. Glug, 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 glug. PSA, be friendly yeah. to your bartenders. All right. What's up first, Gina? <laughs> All right, let's go to the first topic. All right, let's see here. So we do have a pack. So a lot of things happened, but most puzzling was definitely Megan Fox's ring explanation. Yeah, this was definitely an interesting story when I saw this. So, you know, we mentioned last week that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are now engaged and they had this, you know, very um, intimate, personal proposal. And along with that came a ring that was designed by machine gun Kelly. And, um, he revealed a surprise fact about this gorgeous diamond and emerald ring that he had designed for Fox. It has thorns in it, so it'll be painful to remove. Yeah. So there are two diamonds that are almost like they're not overlapping, but they're kind of like married together by a magnet, but on either side of it. And they're supposed to be like representative of some kind of tree or some shit. But the thorns, yeah, when she goes to remove the ring, it's supposed to hurt. Do you know how often I take my ring off? Like, what if she's making meatballs? Like, you don't, you don't, you need I don't to wear my ring all day, every day, because just like you said, like, I mean, if I'm cooking dinner, I don't like to wear it in the shower. I don't love to like, I don't like wet metal on my hands. Like, it's just one of those oh, weird right. feelings I don't love. And yeah, it just like slides up and down. I mean, I mean, he, he claims, you know, he's like the, you know, she tries to take it off it's going to hurt. And he's like, love is pain. <laughs> like that's physical pain. Shouldn't be part of the love process, boo. Like, <laughs> no, no. And they've taken us on a ride no. through their fetishes and their kinks. Like, don't get us wrong. Like, I mean, like the drinking the blood thing. Now do you oh, yeah. kind of touch on that? Do yeah. I think that they drank each other's blood? I do. I 100% I think they do. Yes. I think it was a play. I think some of this is performative. I think they're creating a brand. Because much like I think, I think um, Travis Barker and uh, Kourtney Kardashian mm-hmm. pulled them aside. I'm like, listen, we've got the secret sauce, and they're like, okay, we're gonna make our own sauce. And I feel like maybe they put, like I said last week, a little droplet in a wine, maybe or something like that. But like, I don't think they're like sucking each other's neck. I disagree. I feel like these two would 100% slash a little in there, leave a scar. Do I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like a prick of a finger and you suck mine, I'll suck yours kind of. I don't know, but I I 100% believe that they did um exchange blood in their yeah. commitment, their eternal commitment to each other. Like this lifetime and all the others that follow. I I I do think that I mean, it's weird. I think, but I think they're creating something just for, because let's be honest, like when they first started dating, it was more like he was, this is my, this is my interpretation, but he was very infatuated with Megan and, you know, and it was not that, and she was equally like, but it was kind of like, yeah, okay. But then they started like to meld this life together. And then it kind of feels like 
they're creating something. And I'm, I mean, I'm just saying like, it's, he has like this nail line, which good for him. You yeah. do you, I love but it. I'm just yeah. thinking like, it's, it's got legs. And it I does like have this- legs. I, I mean, I do think that they are creating a brand. I think they have a very distinct, um, personality that they have between the two of them. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I love them. I think it's great. And I also think that, you know, there are just some people that you click with and that just feel right. And to me, when I like as weird as this, you know, couple perceives themselves to be like, I feel like they just work. I don't, I can't explain, you know, how things like this work. It just does. So I'm like, hell do you, I mean, there's legit somebody for everybody out there. I do think (laughs) just but like, really, I want to see them in sweatpants. Like I'm tired of seeing them like connected by fingernails. Like I need to see them in sweatpants, like, yeah. like go- leaving the movie theater, kind of like Kim and Pete. Like, I need to see that. Like, can we just get something like this? Like, I-, I need to see that you're real. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be my real. Like, I mean, it could be like super bouge, like, or, or cryptic or, or goth sweatpants, but I need to see it. I'm sure again, I I'm sure that they're a level of, you know, lounge wear far su- supersedes any of ours. And I'm sure they're not walking around in their, you know, Hanes surplus. <laughs> you know, I doubt it. But, you know, if they are, then they will feel just like us. Because Maybe they are in my mind. Exactly. Maybe they are. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Like, uh-huh. Why don't, like, why don't we have more? Like, I just remember, like, when I first started dating my husband and, like, yeah, you're kind of cutesy at first. But then, like, the realness starts showing you know, like, well, okay. Let me ask this. How many times have the realness between you and your husband been out in public? Like in the sense of like, I'm sure they are real and, you know, not made up when they're at home, but these are also two public figures that when they go out, know that there's going to be cameras and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I imagine at some point, like, yes, but I also think Megan Fox is one of those creatures that walks this planet that could be in Hanes extra large sweatpants and still look incredibly beautiful and be on the cover of everybody's tabloid. So, I mean, to, like, that's a slow clap right there, Shannon. You got a great point. She, she makes everything look good. I don't really understand I don't that either. transformation for when she went to the Met Gala to like, I think it was the Academy Awards, like the next day or, or maybe the Grammys. And it was like two totally different looks. And I'm like, I don't even understand. Like my brain hurts. It, right, the right. fact that she can transform herself to basically any goddess on the earth that yeah. You know what? Machine Gun Kelly, way to lock it down. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, way maybe, to put a ring like, on it. maybe that's why the blood had to go. He's like, uh-uh, nope, she's mine. Like, she's got my blood in her. Ain't going to be a part of me now. Like, <laughs> to the tree. I gave her the blood. Now she's got thorns. If she tries to get rid of me, it's going to be very painful. He knows what he's doing. Locking mm-hmm. it down. Like, Brian Austin Green's like, damn, I forgot to do the tree. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Kept over a step. Shoot, shoot, shoot. But we would be remiss if we did not float right in from this couple to one of our favorites. It's Kim and Pete. And a little bit of sprinkle Kanye because Kanye got a little crazy over the weekend. Kanye did. Kanye was out and about in all kinds of ways this weekend. And to kind of give you a rundown, there was a birthday party for Chicago and Stormy. There was a joint four-year-old birthday party. And Kanye is like super pissed because he didn't get invited. He didn't get the address. Like he's tried to reach out to everybody in the family and nobody gave him the address. And he's like super pissed. And then, um, you know, he gets in touch with Travis Scott who gives him the address. So, you know, Kanye goes on this whole long 
Instagram or a Twitter post about, you know, Travis is dealing with that cares and that's my boy. And he wants that he knows what it's like to have family and he gets it. He wants me to be the part of things. And Kanye just goes to social to share his displeasure for all of this and kind of makes an ass out of himself because according to a source, Kim and Kanye planned and agreed on having separate parties for their daughter, Chicago. So Kim is like, yo, why are you being such an asshole about this? You've already agreed. Like you've already said that you want to do something separate for her. So can we just agree that this is going to be how I'm going to do it for her? And then you can have your own celebration later. So, you know, going through the divorce with, with Kim and Kanye has been as a little, little shaky. Yeah. It's, it's been you know smooth in parts and then shaky when I think it gets to the point where Kanye realizes he's never going to have Kim back. And Kim is like, I am done with you officially done. And Kanye, I think for a while was like, Oh no, I can get her back. We'll be back together. And I think he was like, I think he has more control issues than anything else. Like if he doesn't have control over Kim and he sees now that he doesn't, he's starting to get a little pissed off and he's like, well, what else can I control and try to manipulate? Um, so Kanye's lyrics have kind of told this story in some ways as well, where he's um, he's been taking shots at Pete Davidson in his songs. And one of the the lyrics that he wrote was, God save me from that crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. And that's referring to a 2002 car accident that left him with a broken jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, buddy. You're going to have to let this one go. Like, I see that you're pissed. I see that you're not really taking this well. And he has a, a, a new girlfriend, too. Um, Julia Fox. I Julia think Fox. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been spotted all over town, like doing photo shoots in restaurants and in hotel rooms. And like he's making it very, very awkward public, photos too. Very like awkward photos, like, you know, very low rise pants on this woman. Again, not shaming what she's wearing. Just again, very just not in a place that you thought that you would be seeing her wear these pants doing this type of photo shoot in the middle of a restaurant. Like people are having (laughs) spaghetti bolognese and her pants are like about to fall off. Um, And so it's just really interesting. And there was even recently she was in, uh, I think, Interview Magazine saying that, you know, after two days with being with Kanye, she packed up her things and was ready to move in with them. And no, he packed up all her things. Yes, he packed up her things. Yes. and, And wanted her to move in. And she's like, okay. So like, again, like you're looking at this, like, okay, I think he's going to be okay to move on from Kim because now he can control this, you know, this new relationship in a way that he had to let go with Kim. And I just like, wow, you know, and again, I I don't have a problem with him expressing this kind of stuff in his songs. I mean, he, this is his artistry, this, you know, he's an artist and you know, that he's speaking what he has to do. What I have a problem with is the lack of expect, you know, respecting boundaries that you've set with your family like and then you playing the victim I mean because he did buy the house across the street because he claims that he went over to Kim's house with um his daughter and the daughter wanted him to go inside and the security guard says no you can't Pete's here which isn't true Pete's never been to the house he stays in a hotel when he comes into town Kim is like that's not even true why would you even say that in public and, you know, he also had a flex, I think, in a, in a song lyric about buying the house, you know, next door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, great. You want to buy the house next door to see your kids? Absolutely. That sounds oh, great. But if you want to buy the want to be a part of your children's life, 100 yeah. um, percent. But when the when the flex comes across as no, this is just me, you know, again, trying to exert my control over some sort of of your life. Like, that's where it's like, no, you you yeah. also need to be a good human or at least a respectful human and respect boundaries. I had a lot of problem with the way that he put himself on Twitter. Like 
it was when I watched that video and he was basically saying like, I'm trying to do it's right here. Um, and by right, he thought by putting it out on Twitter, airing everyone's family business that, cause that was right to him in that moment. Mm-mm. No, no. If someone's not answering your phone call and, and, and I understand like it's a tough situation. Now, do I really believe? that they had two parties planned. I think it was spoke of. It probably was a lack of, you know what, we're going to say this to Kanye and just like, let it go. You know, I think it probably wasn't really communicated very well. That's my take on it. Because if I was, if I were her, I would probably just say whatever I need to, to get off the fucking phone. So um, I would probably sell all the dreams and then just like let shit happen and just try to figure it out. Because in those moments, I bet she's so exhausted. She's like, just let me be. I think, honestly, I think Kim is too smart to not have receipts on that. Because I think that she's like, I got to document this because I do think that this this would come back and she'd be like, nope, you know what? We had this conversation. Let me pull it up for you. Here it is. We talked about it here. One with her, you know, I think her having to deal and live with Kanye for as long as she has, like she knows what she has to do to prove the point to him or he's going to try to overstep his boundary and, and manipulate the situation. But basically like when he goes on this rant and he's so upset, he's like, how dare them? And I'm just trying to be the father that I need to be. And, and I don't want Chicago to look back on this and I'm not there and all this rant. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm fine. The that guys, I mean, like, I hate to use this word. Like sometimes I think it's overused, but like that is gaslighting. Like it's pointing out like how someone else is wrong when you don't really know everything. And you're kind of like saying like, oh my gosh, they're crazy. Not me. They're crazy. I'm not crazy. Right. They're crazy. I'm not crazy. And how dare them. And then kind of be like, okay, just kidding. Cool. We're good. It's like a kid at target. It's like, it's like, um, mom, can I have this toy? No. I'm gonna go ask my dad. Dad, can I have this toy? Sure. Mom, see, I told you. Right. It's just like that flip. I had a, it, it was, it was very icky. It was an icky feeling. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. Yeah. But the Pete Davidson lyrics, I think they're kind of funny. And honestly, if it were me and I was like, if I was as talented as Kanye is, and, and I'm a lyricist and I'm like, Oh wow, this is really cool. I would put my narrative out there first. So I kind of get the first jab because I know I'm going to be in a comedy routine somewhere down the line by Pete Davidson. So I'm like, he just getting ahead of it. Cause if you remember the music battle between who was going to release the, when Donda was going to be released and he was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I gotta be like, it was between him and Drake. Who's going to drop. Right. It was a big battle. So like, I knew like he, he had to be first and he wanted to have the first hit. Yeah. He does want to have the first set. And I did read that Pete thinks the whole thing is hilarious. Um, you know, like people are like, Oh, are you going to get extra security? He's like, no, I'm not. I think it's funny. Like he's got to, you know, write about this in a song lyric, like let him do his thing. Like just, it's funny. So, you know, I don't know if that's the reaction that Kanye was hoping to get out of Pete, but I loved how he was just like, fuck it. I don't care. (laughs) You know, He's I think in my house and I go, Kanye is good. <laughs> maybe he does go by, you know, reactions, but honestly, I think he just kind of like also knows that it's kind of fun to sell records. I, that's just my personal take, but yeah, neither here nor there, but it is a little, I do think the Julia Fox thing is interesting because she has like a standing interview time every, I think Saturday or Sunday to kind of go over her relationship status and her current, like dating life with Kanye. 
which is uh, kind of weird. Can you right? repeat that? She has a standing appointment right. with him to go over. No, like no, no. who is with she? The magazine. I think I think it was Interview Magazine, or it's a different. I, I forget the publication. I'll be. Able, I might try to look that up, <laughs> but it has been sourced that she has like a standing appointment, like to go over their the relationship, and she like divulges a bunch of stuff about their dating life. I'm like, that's weird. Also, a giant receipt that. <laughs> can't ever come and fight back for i don't think i hate it now that i think about it like that yeah i mean she's she's holding but then but then like you know packing up all of her stuff and she said in one of the interviews that she conducted like she was like well or she was on she's like well you know it was so cathartic and i needed to get rid of all this stuff i'm like because he told you to and it's just like what he did with kim when he was like remember that it was like back in like, I don't know. Early yeah, he cleaned out her entire closet and threw away things that weren't flattering on her. And like, again, that's also a form of gaslighting. I mean, that's another form of manipulating a relationship to, so that you gain control out of it. Like, this it's is weird. not okay. Like, listen, I'm sure that being with Kanye will, you know, and he cleans out your closet, he's going to buy you a whole new Balenciaga wardrobe and like all this stuff. Don't you throw away my comfy ass sweatpants that I live in in my comfy moments because they are ratchet. Like, don't throw that away. I need to keep those. Like, mm-hmm. Julia, you need to stick up for your sweatpants and <laughs> tell her, bring them back. Like, let no. I don't care how designer they are. There are just sometimes where you want to be frumpy and comfy and that's it. Like, you don't want bougie sweatpants when you're on your period. You just don't. No. You don't. No, give me no. my ratchet. Right. I know it's interesting. And I'm really here for all this, but I think it's just very like obvious that he is just super uncomfortable with Kim dating. He didn't think it was going to happen very soon because he thought he was up here and you know, yes, in some ways he is like, he's very talented. I'm not going to give him that, but like, he didn't think that he's like, how can you meet someone else better than me? Well, see, here's what happens. (laughs) Exactly. She likes to laugh. And she, I think, I, yeah. When's the last time you saw Kim and Kanye laughing together? I mean, I don't know if you've seen this picture or not, but there's a great picture of Kim and Kanye in a car and like paparazzi is, you know, is um, snapping pics and she's bawling. Like you can just tell they're in this like, huge fight and it's awful. And then there's a side-by-side picture of Kim and Pete in a car and a paparazzi took it and she's laughing and you can clearly tell she's having a good time. So it's like, yeah. Kanye, you might be a rich, successful, you know, artist of your time or whatnot, but you know what she also wants to be happy and to laugh and to go to the movies in a pair of sweatpants and to just go to, you know, dinner at not some famous place where I have to be seated in the back where nobody can spot me. Like she just wants to have a good time and be happy. Yeah. She wants to go to Rite Aid and get ice cream. Yes, exactly. Like what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I totally agree with you. And I think that that's why he's having a big issue with this because he was dating first and now he all kind of mad. And I think that that was kind of his way of controlling the narrative too. It's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to date. And like, I think, I don't think he, and I'm probably included in this too. Like I did not see the Pete Davidson, you know, train riding as long as it did. And you know, there's, it still got steam. I thought it was a PR thing for sure. I mean, is it still I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not totally 100% convinced that this is it for Kim, but She's no. having a great time right now. Let her have a great time right now. Let her laugh. Let her just feel relaxed, you know, and let her just have that. And I think that that also gets under Kanye's skin where he's like, you're going to go from me to that. 
fuck you, Kim. Like, I feel like that would be, you know, the conversation that he has. Um, but also I would go to that too. If I was in a miserable locked up situation with Kanye, I'd go to the pers- first person who made me laugh uncontrollably and made me feel good about myself. And wears pajamas on, um, late night TV. Right. And with, um, like Jimmy Fallon interviews, like, yes, like that's what you need. You need the complete opposite. He doesn't pretend to be something that he's not. Yeah. I'm for it. You do. You Kim. I don't think it's the end. I don't think this is like your end, end game. game. I yeah, do think I that it's, I mean, who, 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 we don't know. We don't know. But you know, what is ending the relationship between Jamie Lynn and Britney Spears. Oh yes, ma'am. It is. You guys, I don't know if you have been catching Britney's um, Instagram feed this week, but she's holding nothing back. She is coming out with happy fingers, typing away, like beating on that keyboard, telling her story. And she just needs everybody to hear how much her sister is an asshole and how much she thinks Jamie Lynn is full of shit. Well, basically what we're breaking down because the captions on Instagram are really cryptic. I have a hard time deciphering them. I'm not shaming her in any way. I just, I, I don't do the best about digging through them and understanding exactly what she's talking about. She was talking about knives and stories and who said what, and you know, we weren't there. So I guess these are really honestly directed exactly towards Jamie Lynn and no one else. She just, she doesn't care who reads them, but it's almost like, listen, bitch, I don't care. Um, so it all did. It's basically started when she, I guess excerpts from her book were released. Now we don't when, know when, if, when you say her book, you're speaking. Sorry, Jamie Lynn, um, her book were released and she's gone on like, um, good morning, America talking about Britney Spears. She was, I mean, when she says the book isn't about her sister, but yet what 13 minutes of the 15 minute interview were about her sister. Now I know when you have a famous sister and this is, you know, this is all the buzz. Yes. You're going to get asked about it. But at the same time, like this book comes at a very poignant time. You had 13 years to release this book. Um, I just call bullshit. Like I say, Brittany has a right to say, you know, call some shit out. And, um, from what I'm posting, I don't know if you guys caught a couple of my slides um, or some of the stuff I posted the other day, but like, I was really amazed by like some of the lies that are being called out. And I was like, dude, and not just by Brittany about her sister, but also stories of uh, fellow coworkers that have worked with Jamie Lynn in the past on TV shows who Jamie Lynn mentioned stories about. And then the coworkers are like, that's, that's not false. true. That never happened. And yeah. you know, her getting called, I mean, it's, it's been very interesting and very eye-opening. Um, I am curious. Do you know who published this book by chance? I don't. Okay. So that's, you know what? That's an interesting question because I bet that that is, and we know what if they can be sued. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. And it, we have seen from Brittany's lawyer that he had released a cease and desist to Jamie Lynn Spears about the content in which she's speaking about Brittany in public um, about this book and about, you know, her sister's life. And he's saying, you know, you, you need to stop this. So, I mean- Listen, that's one lawyer that I would be shaking in my boots if I got anything from. I'd be like, no, you You know what? I got to cancel everything. We're good. And I think judging by, I guess, what had like a little bit of the conversations maybe that happened off the Internet, um, I guess they had come to some kind of truce. Um, And then when Jamie Lynn went on Good Morning America, that truce just ceased to exist. So that's what I've heard through the interwebs um, because I think that 
overall Britney Spears did want to have some kind of like, like release and just be like, you know what? Let's like let bygones be bygones. You do your life. I'll do mine. That's it. Okay. Um, but now I think the book being released has just really pointed out to her, you know, how much she suffered. And then I think some of the things that Jamie Lynn says that she suffered, I'm not taking away from Jamie Lynn's trauma. I know that she probably has trauma and I, I never want to degrade anyone's trauma, but I think at this pointing out, like basically to Britney Spears, like you're wanting sympathy, but yet you condoned all the shit that went on with me. And right. I think it's just a clash. It's just a, it's a major clash. Yeah. And I think Brittany is still really upset that Jamie Lynn was never there for her when she needed her. I mean, she had the opportunity to be there for, like you were saying, 13 years and just looked away, looked the other way, but still continued to cash checks. And I think that that won't ever sit right with Brittany. Yeah. And if I you mean, want to know more about this, guys, you can check out, you know, Brittany Spears' Instagram, but there's also a great um, podcast um Call Me Daddy, uh, I think has a good interview with Jamie Lynn, right, Britt? Is that who? It is Call Me Daddy. It's, um, if you've never listened to Call Me Daddy, it's a little bit different of a vibe. So, um, but it is, a, it's a, it's a pretty good po- podcast. And I do know that she does reveal a few things. Um, some of the things have been called out as, as fallacies. So we'll just go out, yeah. you know, take it. Neither of us have, have heard the interview, but I think after um, listening to more hype about it, I think we're going to press play. We'll put that on the roundup this week uh, on podcasts that we should I take and <laughs> listen to. You know, I, I need something to do while I'm folding laundry. That's a, that's a great, that is a yeah. great something to do. Um, so on a not so light note, um, we did lose a Zen friend this week. Miss um, Laura McGregor from Hope Scarves. Um, passed away on January 18th um, after fighting a long battle with metastatic breast cancer. Um, she was not only a Zen friend, but just real inspiration to the Louisville community. Um, and it, honestly, throughout the throughout the country, she um, she was a real big advocate for not only metastatic breast cancer, but really hope in general. Her she signed every post as with hope, and I just you know every time that she put her message out there. I really did. You know, you, you really had that feeling that there was always something to be hopeful for. So we're sending all the love and well wishes to her family and and close friends, because we know that she will be very missed for a very, very long time. Absolutely. I mean, she definitely was, um, just someone who just continues to inspire and not just here in the States, but this is a global hope scars is a, a global community that, I mean, you know, there's people over the world that are experiencing cancer and, you know, for someone who was in remission for seven years, and then when the cancer returned as stage four metastatic cancer, she really was, you know, held a, a different standard. And she decided she was going to redefine living by intentionally leading with hope. And I think that that takes a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of willpower to be positive And it takes a choice to be positive, because it's so easy to let the negativity just like sink in and wash over you. So, you know, for her to get up every day and choose hope, I think is, you know, such an inspiring story, but also one that a lot of people can relate to in, in the sense of I just don't want to give up today, like, or I, I feel like giving up and Laura's whole message was like, that's the easy thing to do. We could all do that. But what if we chose the opposite? What if we chose hope instead? And I just think that she's, um, you know, she's going to be greatly missed and she left such a beautiful legacy on this earth that I know that we will continue to share for many years to come. Oh, and you know, if you were honored enough to be in her presence, I'm sure you felt it. Um, and it's just, it's just so moving when someone like this impacts so many people around you. I was reading through the comments and if you get a chance, I, I'm going to try to repost um, 
what they put out. And it's really, really, really amazing to read so many positive things that she did for so many people. And, um, it's, it's really enlightening. And honestly, it makes you feel good because I feel, I don't think like people like this are, um, are around us that much. And it, it was a real honor to know her and, and, and have her fighting the good fight with us. So Absolutely. Well, we will love to continue to celebrate her legacy. Absolutely. And another passing of an icon, um, a fashion icon, Andre Leon Talley, who was actually born in Durham, North Carolina, which is where I'm from. Um, Yeah. And he attended Brown University on a scholarship um, and he majored in French literature and immediately afterwards was able to be an apprentice for Vogue magazine. And this was you know, something that was not heard of in the times. I mean, he is a black man in a predominantly white industry and specifically a lot of females who lead in this industry. So for a black man to come in and have such a presence um, and to have longevity in this industry was, you know, a remarkable feat. Um, He was a Vogue editor with Diane Verland um, at the Mets Costume Institute. Um, He worked in Interview Magazine. He worked for Who, What, Where, and he was at Vogue for decades. He was, you know, friends with Anna Wintour. Uh, He was a judge on America's Next Top Model. He was very insightful. He was never cruel. I don't know if you ever watched him on this show, Brett, but he was always like when he spoke, you were like, you listened intently, um, but he never cut anybody down. It just wasn't his, his style. Mm-hmm. And he was also an advocate for the fashion industry needing to celebrate black designers and black models. And he was, um, he was responsible for, for having black women on the cover of Vogue. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And so he will be greatly missed. of just, I mean, just admiration was kind of similar. Um, just everyone just talked about his light and his hope and how he was just approached life. It was just, it was just like he had elegance and, but he looked at everything with such beauty and he found beauty in everything. And I think that's just something like we should all probably look at sometimes. Um, but I do want to read, uh, Diane von Furstenberg's uh, post, because I thought this was like, you know, you feel personal when like someone posts something like this and she said, goodbye, darling Andre. No one saw the world in a more elegant and glamorous way than you did. No one was, was more soulful or grander than you were. The world be, will be less joyful now. I have loved you and laughed with you for the last 45 years. I will miss your loud screams and your loyal friendship. I love you so much. I know that was so sweet. Like, you know, you just get a sense of how close these designers were to Andre. So yeah. definitely be a missed one. Absolutely. If 2022 could stop taking away these beautiful people, that would be great. Um, we're going to need to hit the brakes on that. So So it's, um, it's, it's coming in and droves and we need to, um, really ready for all of this guys. So do you feel like January is going on for a very long time? Yes. Yeah. It feels like January 87th. Exactly. It's January 20th. And yet I'm pretty sure it feels like a lot later than that in January. I'm like, how many more days do we have till we get to February? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. January does last a long time. And then all of a sudden, like February is like, like even longer. And then yeah. March is a snap of the fingers. So Crazy. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally get you. Yeah. Well, I know those winter months, they kind of drag on. They're like little, yeah. Well, we thank you for being with us. Um, we hope that you can check us out again next week. And we're going to bring in some episodes, I believe if our schedules will allow. 
We do have some cool guests lined up that are, uh, you know, have committed and said, yes, we're going to do this. We're just trying to find, you know, again, you guys know how it is when you have to juggle multiple schedules. Um, it gets to be tricky, but you guys are so patient with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. And like we always say, best thing you can do is share this podcast with a friend because that's what friends do. Friends share because sharing is caring. <laughs> Don't just share your beauty tips. Right. Share, share your podcast to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we do have a like to know it. Yes. Not, we've, we've just, we're going to start putting more things out there because honestly, like when you guys ask us, we're like, okay, I guess we'll just start putting it. So if you want to check that out, the yeah. links in our little link tree on our Instagram. So yeah, have fun shopping too. Yeah. You can check out our favorites and, you know, leave us a, leave us a comment. Tell us what you loved about it. Cause we always love hearing what you guys think. Always. And to know. All right. We'll see you next time, friends. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.